Hello, and welcome to This is Purdue, the official podcast for Purdue University. Our conversations and stories feature Boilermaker students, faculty, and alumni taking small steps toward their giant leaps and inspiring others to do the same. Dedicated in 2008, the eight-foot-tall, unfinished block P sculpture on Purdue University's campus serves as a permanent reminder that one's educational journey never ends. That learning, in essence, is a lifelong process. The bronze sculpture, cast to appear as if it were carved out of stone, was a collaborative effort between artists Rita and Rick Hadley. University officials and members of the Iron Key Honorary that works anonymously each year on a service project benefiting Purdue. We take a closer look at this beloved work of art here. The Iron Key uh, Student Leadership Honorary was actually started in 1910 here at Purdue University. The purpose of the Iron Key class is to recognize some of the most outstanding student leaders on campus and allow them an opportunity to come together and to give something back to the university and the student body. We went through a brainstorming session to figure out what we wanted to do and then once we kind of defined our project, um, we just kind of hit the ground running and how to work through the challenges and through some of the turbulent times. I think there were probably two, two things that were most challenging. Uh, the first was getting approval for the project and the second would be fundraising. And it was challenging because they both kind of happened, they needed to happen simultaneously. One year to put this, together a statue of this magnitude was just um, beyond what we thought we could actually do. Then getting the, the space on campus, finding where we wanted to put it. Our original location was next to the Bell Tower or out on Memorial Mall. The university didn't really want that, uh, so compromising on where it was going to be. Believe me, I had my doubts about this project coming together in the time that, that they had. Uh, I was concerned about the funding. I was concerned about the processes that we have to go through. I was concerned that, that uh, you know, where do we find somebody who's going to build this thing for us? When the students came in and they shared their idea, um, it, it still, it kind of moved me still. Uh, they were so passionate about what they wanted to do, and it's such an, an honorable um, project that Rick and I just really felt that we wanted to be involved and, you know, be able to see their dream come true. When our group first met Rick and Rita, um, they had already met with Colonel Silver, and so he had already relayed to them uh, kind of what our goal and what our desire was for the project, and they were very passionate, very enthusiastic. Hadleys are absolutely incredible people. Uh, I think we were really floored by their enthusiasm and their drive for the project, plus they donated all their labor to the project. So had they not done that, there's no way we could have financially afforded it. The dedication was fabulous, and actually it's probably one of the highlights of my career and my life. I almost feel like this possibly could be a little bit of my magnum opus. The unfinished block P represents the fact that uh, no one is ever really finished. If, you know, we're here to learn, and uh, learning becomes a lifelong endeavor. The unfinished block P means a lot to me because I, I'm a living example of what it is trying to depict. I, I went to Purdue University. I was an ROTC cadet here, and so I got my foundation at Purdue University, and I never lost sight of that. I'm really proud that we have created a symbol at Purdue that recognizes the, the student experience and then also have created an endowment that will be able to create replicas to give to families of students who passed away because 
That means that Purdue University cares about those students. The whole point of the project was to show that we are always going to be a part of Purdue. And my Purdue experience, and I know the other members of our class would agree, has been the greatest experience in my life so far, and it was so hard to leave. And so seeing this statue on campus is this physical reminder to me that I am always going to be a part of Purdue, and Purdue is always going to be a part of me. A cherished present on the West Lafayette campus, the unfinished Block P, underscores the university's enduring impact by encouraging students, alumni, and friends to keep the Purdue experience close at heart. By taking a journey back in time, Purdue University's Medieval Society helps the campus community explore both the society and culture of the Middle Ages, all accomplished through festive activities that are both fun and enlightening. We spoke with some of the group's members to discover more about the Medieval Society's timeless appeal for Purdue and its students. We do sort of a celebration of the Renaissance medieval period from 600 to 1600. We do recreation, reenactment. When you come to events like these, you have a, a different name. What is that name? Amelie of Dark Horse. And can you explain a little bit of the reasoning behind that? In the Society of Creative Anachronism and the Medieval Club, we like to have our own personas. You get to escape the mundane world. So we just pick different names, wear the funny clothes, and just get to escape. We like to have fun with what we do. We are educational. We try to put on demos for people who just want to learn about the medieval times, but we also really just like to have fun. Everybody who comes out to these things is here to kind of enjoy themselves, play with their friends, and it's very hands-on, and it doesn't take a lot to get started. Basically, all you need is the right attitude. This is a hobby, and like any good hobby, you, you take out of it what, what you put into it, if not more. And uh, there are people here of all ages, and, and uh, being a, an international organization that the Medieval Society is affiliated with, we know that when we leave Purdue, just about anywhere we go, wherever our lives and careers take us, we can find a group similar to, to the one here and be involved with them. So, so it really is the kind of thing that, that you can take with you throughout the rest of your life. I'm interested in the rapier. So I'm standing here with His Excellency, Baron Adam Komen. Tell me how to hold this thing. I'm glad to. It's actually very easy. If you start with your palm up, you place the handle of the sword in your palm, put your index finger over the top of the crossbar, that's it. Cool. And then can you maybe show me a, a movement? Easiest movement to think about is just like you're walking. So if you hold the sword forward and you take a step and you just extend when you take that step. Oh. That's all. Very nice. Well, thanks so much for being here today. And I'm getting ready to sign off. How would I say goodbye? Buy or leave works very well. Opening a door to the past, the Medieval Society brings history to life through its colorful sights and sounds. From rapier fighting to archery, madrigals, and more, the Society offers something for everyone and continues a rich Purdue tradition. Thanks for listening to This is Purdue. For more information on this episode, visit our website at purdue.edu slash podcast. There, you can route to your favorite podcast app to subscribe and leave a review. As always, Boiler Up!